0: Strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah,
1: the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And the subject this week is Being Ashamed, or I should say, Not Being Ashamed. And we want to give the definition of a shame both in the Hebrew and the Greek. So when we make a mention of being shameful or being ashamed, you'll know exactly what that word means. The translations for that, those words in Hebrew and in Greek means to have expectations and see them fail. It means to blush or pale, P-A-L-E. It means to be confounded, confused, dishonored, walk in reproach being hurt, disgraceful, and dishonor. So it's a very powerful word. And we're going to be talking a lot about the life of Paul. And when we speak about Paul, the apostle, we need to remember that he was imprisoned at Philippi. If you read Acts chapter 16, he was smuggled out of Berea in Acts 17. And in the same chapter in Acts, he was mocked in Athens. He was called a fool in Corinth. And he was stoned in Galatia. Knowing these things and a lot more, what does he write to the church in Rome? All right, if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Listen to these words about Paul's life. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation. To everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, it being the gospel, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just or the righteous shall live by faith. Junie, just to sit and think about these things is really amazing because of the difficulties that were presented to Paul. But he never was ashamed or dishonored the gospel. He was never confused. He was never confounded. I am not ashamed of the gospel.
2: Why do you think that is, Shelley? What do you think it was about Paul with all that happened to him, which we'll probably be talking about this week, yet he wasn't ashamed of the gospel? Why Why do you... Think that I have my thoughts, but why do you think that? Well,
1: we'll talk about it during a week. But Junie, he what? Let me let me say this: on three occasions in the New Testament, Paul doesn't refer to the gospel, but he calls it my gospel. And I think we get a hint of that because this was his life. The gospel was his life. He says, "Woe is me if I don't preach the word." Paul, the gospel became a way of life for Paul rather than something to study and know about and i believe that's what god wants to say to all of us not that we're going to be like apostle paul but it's got to be so ingrained in us it's got to be our life why what were your thoughts
2: my thought was in the scripture that you read in paul's statement i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of god for salvation and that's quite a statement. The the gospel, uh, the uh, good news that the Messiah, that Christ had come. Uh, what was this power of God for salvation? And I think that's what um, filled Paul's life with an expectation. There was something that Paul saw that was beyond the immediate. There was an expectation in Paul seeing the acharit, the end of the matter, which gave him the faith to always press on to the calling of his life. So the power of God for salvation. I believe Shelley was seen in Jesus' life, and especially at the very end of his life when he became an offering for us on the cross. Because in the flesh, you remember, Jesus uh, was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he sweat blood with the thought of going to the cross. So there was a power of God for salvation in this gospel because what happened was he was strengthened by an angel to face the cross because of you and me, Shelley, and every one of our listeners, that there would be salvation through his being our offering for sin. So in other words, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. And if we could see that, Shelley, in our moment-to-moment everyday life, there would be an expectation that goes beyond the immediate circumstance or situation because we'll have our eyes open to eternity and to the promises of God. That will be fulfilled because God is not a liar.
1: Amen. Well, you're touching on many things that we'll bring across this week to but that is so true. This is the power of salvation. There's no other means of power salvation. Of God power sal- of God for salvation. There is no other way to be saved other than through the gospel. If you have your Bibles, look with us at Luke chapter 9 verse 26. This is Jesus speaking. "For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him, the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and the glory of the Father and of the angels. You know, when I read that, Junie, I, I, this is what goes through my mind. We are going to reap what we sow, all right? If we are ashamed of him, he's going to be ashamed of us. And if there's anything we should not be ashamed of, it is the gospel. We look what uh, we see in Acts chapter 20, verses 22 and 23. And now behold, bound in the Spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. You know, we're touching something here that's so deep, Junie. Uh, Paul was bound in the Spirit. And if we talk about one way of not being ashamed of the gospel, We need to ask ourselves, are we willing to be bound in the spirit? And that being bound in the spirit is not a restriction. That gives us freedom to obey the word of God and the spirit of God and to go where God wants us to go, to stay where God wants us to stay. In other words, being a man or a woman led by the spirit. And again, so we see here, we get some insight into Paul's life. He was compelled by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. He wasn't ashamed of what could happen to him. He only walked in obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's powerful. And that's what God wants to raise up in these end days. Men and women who are led by the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And the faith is the faith of the Son of God. And you know, Paul, uh, if you didn't know him, you could wonder, who is this man saying, follow me as I imitate Christ? Well, he was an imitator of the Lord. And we see what we just said of Paul was true of Jesus in Luke chapter nine, verse 51. And it says, the word says, and it came about when the days were approaching to him to be received up, that he steadily set his face to go to Jerusalem. Now Jesus knew what awaited him in Jerusalem, but he set his face like a flint. Nothing was going to come and separate him from doing the will of God. So Paul had every right to say, follow me or imitate me as I follow Jesus. For for Paul to live was Christ. So we talk about a determination that no matter what the consequences of obedience would be, we will obey the word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit.
2: And I think that's all, again, the condition of how we see, Shelley. If our expectation fails, it only fails because our expectation Was not in eternal things or not in the purposes of God, but there was self or uh, something that had to do with we expected something for ourselves or something for someone that we loved that we couldn't see beyond the immediate. And I really believe that the power of God for salvation is in the gospel. Because Jesus saw beyond the cross. Jesus saw beyond the suffering. And Paul, when he was called and said, Lord, who are you? He couldn't believe it was Jesus. It was like he was persecuting him. He 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 didn't understand that. He thought he was with the Holy One of Israel. He didn't know what he was doing. But the first thing he asked, as you always say, is, Lord, what would you have for me to do? So Paul's life was a reflection of the cost of what it is to follow Jesus. But his expectancy was in promises being fulfilled for Israel and for the church, which he was raising up amongst the nations and the Gentiles And I think that we should be excited every day of our life with the expectation of the power of God for salvation, which we find in the gospel. And we'll never be ashamed if we really live for and know the Holy One, because he is faithful.
1: It's so true. So, Father, as we conclude this program, we pray that something would be spoken to each one of our listeners, as well as to Junie and me about having such a determination to obey the Word of God and not walk the way we choose to walk, but walk in obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Paul was bound in the Spirit, and may we be bound in the Spirit that gives us that freedom to live and move and have our being in the Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.